Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Katie's Christmas Movie Countdown. Today I watched 2004's Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Now this movie is just like yesterday's movie, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, where it's a compilation of several short stories all having to do with Christmas. Now the first one in this movie is called Bellies on Ice. It's a story of Minnie and Daisy who are best friends and figure skaters. Basically, Minnie gets pulled onto the rink as the star of the show to put on a routine, and Daisy gets super jealous and attempts to one-up her, and basically they completely fuck each other up, and it just ends up in a big mess. Uh, the really cool thing about this specific short is that Minnie's routine, Minnie's big dance ice routine, has the crocodiles from Fantasia, from Dance of the Hours, and Daisy has the hippos from Dance of the Hours and Fantasia. So they both have these characters from Fantasia that are known for their ballet, and they're dancing all together, and it's really cool. At the end, they have this huge fight, and then they start doing these stunt jumps where someone will jump all the way over all the crocodiles, and then someone will jump all the way over the hippos, and then they'll jump over the crocodiles holding the hippos. And it just turns into a big mess, and eventually they realize that they messed each other up, and they make up, and then they do a big grand finale spin thing. And the moral of the story is... Be happy for your friends when they succeed, and don't be a jealous bitch, basically. Uh, the second short in this movie is called Christmas Impossible. So it starts out at Scrooge's mansion, and Huey, Dewey, and Louie are being the assholes that they are, and they eat all of the cookies that are made for Santa and for dessert and for everything. Scrooge sits them down and explains that if they don't clean up their act, they won't make Santa's good list and they won't get any presents. Scrooge tells them that despite all of his efforts, he's never made the list because he was always, you know, stingy and greedy with his money and with everything that he ever did. And then they sit down and realize, oh shit, we've been awful. We're definitely not making the list. So they hatch out a plan to put their names on Santa's list and they mail themselves to the North Pole. Once they get there, they proceed to fuck up the entire workshop just to find a key to the room that the list is kept in. And then they ruin Christmas for everybody. Uh, they feel like shit after they realize that they have ruined Christmas for all the kids in the entire world. And they help fix and clean up their entire gigantic mess. At the end, they find the list and they add their names, or what we think they're doing is they're adding their names. And at the end, we find out that they actually added Uncle Scrooge's name to Santa's list, and Scrooge gets a present from Santa, and it's the one thing that he always wanted for his entire life, and he's just overcome with joy. Santa uh, gives the boys a gift and a note that says they made his list for being selfless and thinking of Scrooge. So basically, they redeemed themselves for being shitty brats an entire year just because they thought about their uncle and put his name on the list. Okay, the third short in this film is called Christmas Maximus. Now, this is another story of Max and Goofy, similar to the first one, but this time we're dealing with a grown-up Max. He's, I'm assuming, in college or fresh out of college, and his girlfriend is with him named Mona. Now, he starts off on the phone talking to Goofy and asking Goofy not to embarrass him when he brings Mona home for Christmas. 
you know, Goofy does normal dad things. He shows her baby pictures. You know, he's telling corny jokes. He's being goofy, basically, and it does embarrass Max, but Mona ends up loving it. She loves how close Goofy is to Max and how much he clearly cares for Max and how cute Max was when he was a kid. So Max ends up singing a song throughout this montage scene of Goofy embarrassing Max. It starts out him talking about, please don't embarrass me, and at the end, it says, you made it awesome. Basically, Max realizes that the only reason that his dad is doing that is because he cares and he sees how much Mona is enjoying spending time with Max's family. And Max realized he was just being kind of a jerk to his dad and to everyone involved. And he changes his ways and they end up having a really, really great Christmas and they make snow angels and they do all this fun stuff and it's really cute. The fourth short in this film is called Donald's Gift. Now, Donald is a grump, just like he is in everything that he's ever done. And We Wish You a Merry Christmas is happening throughout this sequence of Donald missing his bus and continues to repeat at all different points in this thing. So Daisy, Huey, Dewey, and Louie show up to Donald's house and want to go to the mall. And all Donald wants to do is have some peace and quiet and some hot cocoa. But they make him go anyways, and he's just so super grumpy about it. You know, that kind of grumpy dad who's just like, I don't want to be here. It's too crowded. Like, I just want to go home and do nothing. Well, that's Donald in this, and he doesn't get to do nothing. Daisy and the boys make sure of that. So they all gather around at Mousie's to watch the unveiling of their Christmas display, which is always apparently a huge deal. And while they're waiting for it to open, Donald leaves to go get hot cocoa and just goes crazy from hearing we wish you a merry christmas for the umpteenth time he ends up inside of mousy's glass display case somehow and just is so frustrated because the song of course in the display is we wish you a merry christmas and he wrecks it right as the the curtain draws back and everybody gets to see him just ruining it everybody gets mad and is shitting on donald and he just leaves everyone and he starts to walk home alone and he comes across this square where there's these carolers set up in a choir and they're trying to sing we wish you a merry christmas and they're just doing the shittiest job like everyone is singing off rhythm off tempo of each other and they can't get in sync so donald realizes oh i know this song i've been listening to it all fucking day like let me help you and he kind of organizes them and gets them on the right page and he ends up conducting them in We Wish You a Merry Christmas and making them sound great. Then all the people from the mall, because this is pretty much right outside the mall, all the people who were in the mall come out and enjoy this choir celebration or this choir concert of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. And Daisy and the boys come out and Donald apologizes to them. And basically, it brings everyone together. Happy Christmas feelings. The fifth... And final short in this movie is called Mickey's Doggone Christmas. So Mickey and Pluto are decorating for a party and Pluto, whose job is to put the star on the top of the tree, is super impatient. He just wants this to get done. He's so excited and ready to put the star on the tree. He wants to do it right, right now. So he attempts to do it without Mickey's help and without anybody around all by himself and he ends up wrecking everything all the beautiful decorations that mickey has spent tons of time putting together 
So Mickey gets mad and sends him out to the doghouse and says some kind of mean things that kind of took me aback. I wasn't expecting Mickey to be as mean as he was to Pluto in that instance, um, just because it's off character for Mickey to be mean. Um, then Pluto runs away. He gets on a train while Mickey is at the store buying new holiday decor to fix up the house for the party. So Mickey gets home and he cleans up everything. He decorates the house. And at the same time, you find Pluto arriving in the North Pole and making friends with Santa's reindeer. When Mickey finishes decorating, he finds out that Pluto ran away. And Mickey freaks out and is searching everywhere for Pluto, of course. He calls everyone he knows and is like, holy shit, guys, Pluto's missing. What are we going to do? The party's canceled. We just need to find Pluto. Meanwhile, Pluto in the North Pole gets dubbed Murray by the reindeer, as in Murray Christmas. And he helps train with the reindeer. They're working on their flying. They're doing all the stops and goes for landing on the roofs and stuff. And he's helping him out. And one of the reindeers, Donner, who is actually voiced by Rob Paulson, who everyone should know as Donnie from Ninja Turtles or Yakko Warner. And basically every voice that you've ever heard in your entire childhood. Donner is super excited that Pluto is there. And when he goes to Santa to introduce Pluto to Santa. Santa realizes that Pluto is homesick and misses his owner. He misses Mickey so much and Pluto is busy seeing Mickey everywhere. He sees him in the clouds, he sees him in the snow, he sees him in everything. So Santa realizes this and decides, okay, we gotta fix this. So Santa and the reindeer and Pluto all get in the sleigh to go do their Christmas Eve thing and take Pluto home. Everyone arrives to help look for Pluto, like Minnie and Daisy and Donald and everyone, all the friends, all the Fab Five, show up to help Mickey look for Pluto. And right before, like seconds before they show up, Pluto barks from the rooftop and jumps down on top of Mickey and Mickey gets his happy day, basically. Mickey and Pluto are reunited. Everyone shows up to help look for Pluto, and then Pluto's already there. Everyone's super happy, and they end up singing, and Pluto gets to put the star on the tree. Now, there wasn't a lot of bonus facts about this film because it was a straight-to-DVD movie, uh, there were a couple of references throughout to the sleigh crash of 1964 that Santa experienced. There was one when they were at the, or both times they were up in the workshop um, in the Donald story and in the Mickey and Pluto story where they referenced that sleigh crash. Now, for this film, I wouldn't say that it is a Christmas classic. It is not something that you need to watch every year, um, but it's definitely something fun for the kids to watch if you know you're running out of Christmas options that are okay for small children. This animation style is a lot different than Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. The animation for Disney's Once Upon a Christmas was traditional uh, pen to paper artistry and this is completely CGI. It looks very much like an early rendering of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's not as crisp and clean as Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And you can definitely tell that it's a little bit older than Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is. And it took some getting used to, honestly. As someone who doesn't watch a lot or didn't watch Mickey Mouse at the time when they were just starting to use the 3D animation on him, this one looks really odd. 
especially now that I've seen, you know, hundreds of hours of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. This was kind of hard to watch at the beginning, and it took some getting used to. Like I said, it's not a Christmas classic. You don't need to watch this every year, but it is good for small children. You know, it's a classic Disney story. There's no bad language. There's no nudity. There's no nothing bad, really. I mean, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are jerks, but it's just showing how some kids can be, I guess. It's nothing bad. There are a couple of good morals for kids to learn, you know, like don't fight with your friends or don't be a jerk or you won't get your Christmas wish or be patient and take your time like Pluto trying to put the star on the tree. So there are a couple of good moral stories in this, but again, it's just kind of meh. Um, my favorite character in this whole movie is Scrooge. He was like the one that was sane for once in an entire film. Like everything that he, every scene that he was in was just him trying to bring the boys back to reality and make them realize the error of their ways and the error of his ways. My least favorite character in this film was definitely Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They're little jerks, both in the short that has Donald and the We Wish You a Merry Christmas scene, and also the Scrooge one with them going to Santa's workshop. Like, they were just dicks the whole time, and they didn't give any fucks about anyone else except their own well-being, and they fucked everyone else up for it, basically. Uh, my favorite scene is probably the ice skating with Minnie and Daisy. Not because I like ice skating or because I really like Minnie or Daisy so much, but mostly because it tied into my favorite Disney movie of all time, which is Fantasia, by having the crocodiles and the hippos from the Dance of the Hours. The music in this film isn't super important in three of the stories, but the other two stories are held together by the music that's in them. The Goofy and Max story couldn't be told without Max's song that he sings where he's talking about what's happening and his dad embarrassing him because that really draws the plot along. And the story of Donald and the boys at the mall needed We Wish You a Merry Christmas to make any sense because that was the song that tied the whole story together. As for feels, I'd say the moment when Pluto and Mickey are reunited at the end is definitely the most feels and you definitely do feel happy for him because it's never a good feeling to see someone miss their lost pet and when a lost animal gets reunited with its owner is always really sweet. But all the stories do have some type of feeling associated with it, some good feeling, happy feelings. And I'd say the second most feels is definitely the Goofy and Max storyline because Max finally grows up and realizes for the umpteenth time that his dad only had his best interests at heart and was just trying to be a good dad. Now this is my first watch of this film, so I don't have any memories attached. So all I can really say is show this movie to your kids. If you have stuff to do this holiday season and cannot deal with your kids, for like an hour or just need your kids to just do something else away from you for an hour you know what i'm talking about put this movie on and because it's short stories they'll be so focused on it it doesn't give them a lot of time for their attention to roam because there's not a lot of dead time it's like story finish story finish story finish and so on and so forth and it'll keep their attention the entire time because it's pretty good for kids as for grown-ups meh just skip it it's not great which i feel bad for saying because i love mickey mouse and disney but just skip this one thank you for listening and as always remember to follow us at allentown pod on twitter 
Don't forget that you can email us at allentownpresents at gmail.com and you can find us wherever podcasts can be heard. Thanks. Love you. Bye.